0: Welcome to the Flying Solo podcast, a show for those going it alone in business. If you're working solo or have dreams of starting up, you'll find support, inspiration and advice at Australia's largest and liveliest small business community. Find us at flyingsolo.com.au or join us on Facebook. Here's your host, Robert Gerrish.
1: Hello and welcome to another Flying Solo podcast. Don't forget, if you're listening via iTunes, we'd love you to post a brief review of the show. It helps us enormously. And of course, we welcome comments and discussion on Facebook or, well, anywhere else, frankly. Support for this podcast comes from Sendle, the door-to-door parcel delivery service that's cheaper than the post office. Head to sendal.com forward slash Flying Solo to get free Sendle Premium worth $120 a year and you'll get a dollar off every parcel you send. Now, that's got to be a good deal. Well, I'm delighted to say my guest today is Warwick Bidwell, co-host of the Tradies Business Show podcast and creator of the Tradies Business Toolkit. Warwick has worked with hundreds of trade-based business owners to get off the tools and develop a business that is less stressful, more profitable, and that leads to a longer, healthier, and happier life. But sometimes, with the best will in the world, life gets well and truly in the way. So what happens then? Well, let's find out. Hello, Warwick. Thank you so much for joining us. G'day, Rob. Absolute pleasure, mate. Great to be on the show. Well, good. I can tell you're, you're a fellow podcast person because your, your microphone and your sound is just so deep and <laughs> yeah. gorgeous.
0: I uh, I don't actually sound like this. I have a very squeaky voice, but I'm using the wonders of modern uh Audio technology to make myself sound much more listenable, mate.
1: <laughs> Excellent. Well, it, whatever you're doing works. So keep yeah, doing. I'll
0: stick with the formula, mate. That's
1: right. So look, let's this the topic we're going to kind of look into is what does happen when you know maybe a big wheel wobbles, a big life wheel wobbles in our business. And I know, you know, I said in your intro there that you spend a lot of your time working with tradies a lot of guys who are, you know, out in white bands and working on the tools. And life does sometimes get in the way. And indeed it kind of got in the way for you. So perhaps if you're okay with that, we might start with your own story. You had something of an upheaval in your life. What how did, what did that look like and how did you cope?
0: Well, I think, you know, as I was listening to you uh, do that intro, Rob, I was thinking, okay, what am I going to talk about that's really, I guess, going to convey that message? And I actually started thinking... Yeah, I've probably had a few upheavals in my life uh, <laughs> in the last twenty or thirty years, uh, and and look, I think that's that's normal for everybody, mm. and and uh, I think what happens is, unfortunately, we we probably go into a bit of denial or shock around the fact that our life doesn't look like our Facebook feed, and uh, you know, I've I, I guess most recently, um, unfortunately, you know, eighteen years or seventeen years married, and uh, uh, my my ex wife and I just. Kind of worked out that that really wasn't a sustainable relationship. Took mm. us a while to figure it out, but um, you know that's that's caused a lot of distraction and upheaval. Um, we also happen to have an autistic daughter, mm. uh, and so wow. you know there's there's a whole bunch of things in the mix there that I guess have the potential to really derail um, our best laid plans. You know, of you course. Have,
1: yeah and, uh, yeah, and look, there you are, you know, pitching up as you do regularly, being bouncy and um, upbeat on your podcast. I mean, how how do you do that when when what's going on around you is, is you know, is just not that?
0: Yeah, and it's such a great question. And somebody uh, said to me recently, I, I actually recorded an episode of the Tradies Business Show um, with my co-host Michaela, and she's mm. been um not pleading with me to share my story. And there's more to my life than that, obviously, but it's, it's the most recent example and probably perhaps one of the most significant uh, challenges I've faced in my life yet. Um But she wanted me to share my story from the perspective of the fact that this stuff does happen. And it, it happens to, and I'll put this in inverted commas, I know this is an audio uh, format, but sure. um, people like me, mm. you know, because I think... Those of us in the public eye or in the, the business space where we are very visible, we kind of have that persona, and, and people tend to see us in a certain way. And I think what happens is, as an individual, I guess I, I start to forget that, well, not that I'm human. I mean, that sounds a little bit arrogant, but, mm. uh, you know, I think I start to do the same thing of filtering the parts of my life that don't fit the way i'm supposed to look to others uh and yeah
1: and look and like uh, your the comment you made there about your facebook feed you know that's that seems to be the place where we show everybody that we're beautiful and are just having the time of our lives <laughs> yes. um and and that clearly isn't the case and as as you say this i guess when we're running a one-person business i mean we do need to filter things it's not Um, it's not really going to work for business if we bowl up to a, you know, in the case of a lot of your clients, bowl up to one of their customers' offices to do some work and um, carrying the worries of the world on their shoulders. That's just not going to be good for business. No. I think also, and and perhaps one of the biggest lessons for me, Robert, has been
0: in the last uh, 12 months or so is working out that it's okay to – Show a little bit more of that. Well, mm. to show some of it. I mean, yep. I, I've spent a long time in business and I've I've been coaching people now for, for more than 10 years, mm. specifically in business. And I, I had this erroneous idea that I couldn't show any well, almost any humanity because that showed weakness and then my clients might doubt my ability to lead them and to be their mentor and, and um, you know, give them great advice if I let them know that I was having a rough week or that, you know, perhaps my profits had taken a bit of a turn for the worse mm. this last quarter or something like that. And I think the weight of that becomes so great that it leads to almost a capitulation at some point rather sure. than, just being a little more authentic and and open and vulnerable along the way, and I think what I've learned uh, through through actually doing that is that clients actually appreciate that even more. Mm. Uh, and I had I had a client recently um, tell me that uh, you know she actually respected me even more for I guess having the the um, guts to share that, but also. It just allowed her to realise that oh wow so you're actually turning up every day you're being positive you're you're not being uh, you know introspective you're helping people and yet you have this other stuff going on so she was almost more likely to take my advice and and um, you know be open to what I had to share um, because I've because you you know, you demonstrating that. the
1: skills yeah sure yeah. so I mean can you sort of cast your mind back to when you first exposed that though and how you did that and. And what, you know, how might you um, uh, kind of suggest to somebody that you're coaching that they take a step in that direction?
0: Well, for me, it, it got to the point of happening almost out of necessity where I had so much emotional stuff going on, personal stuff going on, that it was actually getting quite difficult for me to show up. Uh, okay. Okay. And, and, you know, bring 100% of my energy and everything to the table um, on a day-to-day, week-to-week basis. And I was finding that harder and harder to do despite my my personal habits um, and, you know, really working on some of those practices. And it just – it sort of was born out of that and I literally just uh, said to a couple of clients one week, it's like, look, I just need to let you know I'm not feeling 100%. I've got a fair bit of stuff going on personally and, you know, don't think that I'm not – engaged with you or, or, you know, wanting to be here or anything. Uh, and, you know, something of a disclaimer, I suppose, but one client in particular just, just asked me a couple of questions and said, oh, that, that's fine. I, mm. I noticed you'd been a bit off the last couple of weeks. Is everything okay?
1: But so when you when you did that, and clearly that was courageous of you to do that, and you were by your own admission at a point where, my goodness, you had to do something, whilst you were in danger of just not turning up presumably or or you know not doing your work properly but knowing now what you do would you have said something earlier do you think you delayed unnecessarily? looking back on it
0: yeah well in actual fact it cost me a client um through the phase where i was uh, stoically yeah, denying to that it would impact my uh, my business life mm. and you know this whole idea of uh, we keep personal life personal and business life business and you mm. leave personal problems at home and all that i honestly don't think that's possible we're humans yep and you know who we are as people is a, a melting pot of everything that that we've experienced in our lives whether it's work personal relationships health i mean you carry that with you everywhere you go in mm. every interaction every day. So to think that we, can, that we have these buckets that don't kind of spill over and, and uh, taint the other one I think is a little misguided.
1: Yeah, sure. And look, so I totally agree with what you said. And, and your, so your response to the question initially is, yes, indeed, you should have said something. Yeah. In hindsight, you should have said something. Indeed, it costs you a client. So you know, just putting you on the spot here now, what might you have said and when? Okay, so probably uh, four or five months before
0: I, I just sort of showed a, a chink in the armor, I suppose, with um, a couple of my key clients, mm. uh, I would have actually just asked for some,
1: some support from yeah, okay. paying
0: customers, which just felt weird.
1: In what way would you have asked for that support?
0: Well, the, the client that, that ended up, um, you know, we ended up parting company and, and he ended up finishing up with me, mm. uh, you know, he kind of shirt-fronted me and said, mate, oh, we're going to have to finish up. I just don't feel like you're you bringing your A-game anymore. Yeah, okay. And I was, I was putting lots of time in with this guy, but, mm. you know, I wasn't being fully present. He wasn't getting 100% of me. And I said, oh, look, mate, I totally understand. Look, I'm really sorry. Um, just going through a heck of a personal time. My wife and I separated, you know, a few months ago and... I haven't been fully with it and he just looked at me almost almost disappointed in me and he said, Warwick, why didn't you say something? He said, you know, if you needed a week off or something, I would have totally understood yeah. and said, mate, go do what you need to do. Take some time out. You know, we can pick up the sessions when you come back from from a bit of personal care but he said, honestly, mate, you, like you just let it go way too long mm. and that was, a, that was like a baseball bat in the face. Yeah, of course. Uh, so, yeah, I, I would have – when I felt I needed – Some support, and I know this. This looks different for different businesses, and the way I work with clients is quite personal, and there's a there's a high level of personal contact. Yep. Uh, But in any case, you know, to say to somebody, "Hey, I just need to ask for a bit of support, or can you give me, you know, I just need to take a break because this is what's going on. Um, Just want to be open and honest with you. People
1: appreciate that. Yeah, I think that's right. Yeah. Okay. So that thanks for that clarification. So you're just saying make a very clear sort of statement to Certainly, the people that you have the better, closer relationship with, the people that are more likely to to show you understanding, the people that know you is is just fronting up about it openly and early, and just and I guess being very clear in um, just resetting people's expectations. So, as yeah. you say, if you need to step back and step away and just you know move totally away from the business for a short while then you know that's what you need to do and and look uh you know part of what I do requires
0: me to show up at 100% and mm. I'm sure my clients know that uh and I know Kelly Exeter talks about a lot about uh these sorts of principles and practices of mm. you know I guess it's that that self care and and finding a a balance that's sustainable for everybody so it's not this one-sided, almost fear-based transaction where I think, oh gosh, I can't possibly not show up today because you know, like I literally just want to stay in bed all day and hide from the world because mm. I'm having so so much emotion, or you know, perhaps I'm not well, or whatever the case is in in our respective businesses. Um, but I think that that transparency, and not to use it as an excuse or. As that uh, I guess victim mentality um, because I do teach uh, a lot of stuff around personal responsibility and ownership as part of being a business owner and really just being a human um, and so it feels a little in conflict with that to then say oh hey can I have a week off from our agreement mm.
1: um, yeah well, look I, I, I can understand that as well but um, this, you know conflict is an interesting word that you chose there and and at times there is a degree of of uh inner conflict going on and we just the best thing we can do is what is what you're saying which is just confront it and mm-hmm. i suppose um you know we won't know until we move forwards a bit whether the actions we took were right or were not right but um clearly what we we want anyone listening to to avoid is that situation you had which is the you know, as you said, the kind of the shirt front and the the you know the loss of a client is is never what any of us want to be doing. But um, if I can, let, let me just um, l- sort of take you into a slightly different space. Then, so let's talk about this. And I and I and I'm, I know that um, you know this kind of situation that you've had in your life is not something that you can say, "Oh, thank goodness, that's all finished." You know, <laughs> <laughs> it's not like that, uh, I'm sure. But when you've got to a sort of a situation now, again, looking back, can you pinpoint uh, actions that you took that really brought about significant positive change? Yeah, I, uh, I did a couple of things for me, Rob, uh, one is acceptance and
0: practicing acceptance. Mm. And I have lots of conversations about this with uh, various people, some of which are close friends of mine and, and, and mentors. It, I think a lot of people misconstrue the concept of acceptance and practicing acceptance in our lives as as almost resignation or, or condoning um, certain behaviors, especially if we feel like things have, have befallen us that are beyond our control. It's not a throwing the hands in the air and going, oh, well, can't do anything about that. Uh, it's more about how we respond internally to those situations. And so, for me, throughout my life, and I've, I've had a number of things, you know, I, I broke my leg quite badly about um, seven years ago and uh, had surgery and I've still got pins and stuff in it. Mm. And, you know, I went through a phase of um, denial, basically, about how that might impact me and started to feel a bit sorry for myself. And um, it's almost like resisting the way things are. Right. And that sucks so much energy mm. out of us and creates such a, a, you know, deleterious uh, state mm. internally um, that, you know, when when I actually sit down and accept, okay, well, this has happened. I'm at this place in my life, whether it's, you know, the loss of a client or a busted leg or, you know, breakdown of a relationship, whatever it might be, only then can I actually own it mm. and then do
1: something about it. And then and do you recall – sitting down and and having a, a conversation with yourself to get to this this point of acceptance or was it through talking with someone else where did you do you remember the the almost the kind of the precise moment where you accepted
0: yeah uh, for me it it happened in a couple of ways one was with a, a really good friend of mine who happens to be, um, so he's a, I guess you'd call him a healer. Right. Um, and he does work with corporate teams and that sort of stuff, but, um, you know, he's a, he's a Reiki master and mm-hmm. he's done lots of uh, energy healing and that sort of stuff, quite a spiritual guy. Um, but very open-minded and, and quite, uh, balanced in the way he approaches things. So, uh, I used to have a lot, lots of cups of coffee with him, <laughs> which fed one of my habits, but, um, yeah he just asked me some really good questions about uh, and one in particular uh, which is is widely known among you know coaches and mentors and stuff mm. is is the response to the question of who am I mm. and you know the the stuff that came up for me around that really got me into a, a state of thinking and and i guess self examination of well am I a miserable bugger am i you know am I a victim am I a product of my past am I this person that I think people might see, um, or am I somebody else? And I guess, you know, digging a little deeper into that question brought up some truths, which, again, if I go back to that ownership thing, um, I think allows me to then take control. And once we feel like we've lost control, I think that's when
1: we can spiral off into oh, that uh, victim state. The bleak, dark pit. So, yeah. I mean, if I, if I sort of imagine for a moment um, my sort of typical tradie, I wouldn't necessarily think of somebody who's close to a spiritual healer, or who asks themselves. know <laughs> I'm being a little bit flippant here, but oh no, it's, you know it's, it, it must be so interesting for you when you are working with the people that you work with, where you know they're they're not someone who's rubbing shoulders in many cases, probably with a spiritual healer. They're not someone who's sitting there saying, "Who am I?" They're very much the earlier person you described where they're toughing it out mm-hmm. you know who am i to not be able to power through and do this mm. um where, where you know how, how do you kind of start a conversation with that sort of person the old school person who is so far away i mean you must surely in your work f- constantly be confronted by someone who is poles apart you know who who would <laughs> thinks a spiritual healer is some kind of tool for measuring whether a line is straight you know <laughs> yeah, how absolutely. do you get that person into that spot where they will listen and accept that way of thinking
0: for me it's getting people like that and my and my dad was a builder um he's an atheist uh, although he was raised Church of England uh, you know he doesn't meditate he's not into any new age stuff like he's very old school um, you know tough man if you if you had a problem then you sucked it up and and toughed your way through Mm. it and that's how I was raised in a lot of sense Um, so I completely see that in so many of the I guess I'll I'll refer to them loosely as blue collar um, business owners Mm uh is just getting those people to have a look at the life around them the life they're living the business that they're experiencing and just literally say is this is this what you want are you getting what you want
1: mm.
0: are are you satisfied or happy with where you're at and if you can honestly tell me that you are then that's awesome just keep doing what you're doing but if you're not if you if you step back for a moment and you know often it it requires someone like me to almost Jolt people and sometimes even get a little um, aggressive. Is not the right word, mm. but uh, perhaps a little forceful
1: around that. Well, sometimes to, you have to meet people where they are, don't you?
0: Yeah, and if yeah. they're if they're aggressively clinging to the idea that this is as good as it gets, and you know they've they've I guess given me the mandate to work with them in that in that sense to find another way. Well, to me, that's saying they're not actually happy. Mm. So if they're telling me they are, then I know that they're not actually speaking the truth but they need to see that. And so that's what I do is just just ask some of those tough questions and then that kind of opens the opens Pandora's box almost for more conversation around okay, well if you're not getting what you want, let's take a look at what the heck is going on that's creating those results.
1: Absolutely. I mean it, I think it's so um, just so wonderful that you've you've started your sort of focus with your your podcast and the work that you do with Michaela. Because such a lovely way to kind of deliver that message is something where somebody can listen when they're on their own, you know, when they're maybe, you know, Mm -hmm. sitting in their van or sitting in their youth or waiting out, waiting for, you know, one of their colleagues to turn up to start on a job. They can take this in. And I'm sure the way that you um, gently sort of deliver (laughs) your thinking. Uh, is just is just what's what's needed. I mean, when you, I'm sure you will have read the recent reports about um, tradey suicides, and I know yes. that you do some voluntary work in that that area yourself. I mean, that's terrifying, isn't it? Yeah, and that yes. surely is showing us that here are a group of people who are in trouble and are not talking about it or are not opening up about it. Is would you? Is that what you'd say?
0: Oh, absolutely, and. Uh yeah, I'm uh about to start doing some work with mates in construction and uh I mean I had my own. It wasn't it wasn't work related, but you know, you talk about significant life events when I was in my uh my early twenties, um you know, I had uh suicidal thoughts and, and got mm. reasonably close to uh making a pretty rash decision actually. Mm. Um and so I've had my own personal experience with that and I just to think that that's the only feasible option for some people because of the environment they're in, mm. uh, I think, requires those of us who, I guess, have a skill set and, and connections and talents to, to step in and, and actually give something back in that sense. But yeah, more than that, I think it's just starting some different conversations. I
1: mean, we're not taught how to do this stuff, Rob. No, no. Yeah, unfortunately, we're not. But I do, I do see, and you know, we, we're doing some work um, at Flying Solo with Beyond Blue and with Leon, uh, Leanne Faulkner and the great work oh, yeah. that, that she's doing. And um, there is a groundswell of change, and it, it's mm. and it's gaining huge momentum. And you know, thanks in no small part to the kind of work that that you do. So, mm. I think that's terrific. Okay, so look, we've let's let's just move away from this slightly now, shall we? Let's take <laughs> yeah. ourselves now. But I, yep. you know, I think it's 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 um it, it's good to acknowledge, and as you say, one of the first things really is is for the individual just to. Give themselves permission and and accept things a little bit, um, and to you know what I heard in there as well also is just the importance of talking to someone who understands and someone mm. who will listen. So extremely valuable. So why don't we move away from this? Let's have a l- little bit more of a look then, at, 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 if I can, whilst I have you here, at your own work. So you're working as a as a coach and mentor primarily to a sort of tradey audience, mm-hmm. and it's a fascinating audience because typically not the easiest group to tie down um not the easiest group to um persuade to get their checkbooks and credit cards out so you know an interesting target market that you've chosen and clearly one that you know inside out so how do you what, what do you sort of see future wise for you i mean it's you know where is where is this business, where is your business going and just maybe give us a little bit of a snapshot of how how a typical kind of week runs for you. I'm just very interested in how you work, yeah, sure, so I guess big vision stuff for me for a long time has been
0: uh i guess influencing or impacting the most people that I possibly can. And uh, my whole family of blue-collar workers, uh, I was the first in my my bloodline essentially to go to university and, and almost break out of that. Um, blue collar, you know, working with the hands sort of uh, existence. Your dad
1: must have been so disappointed in you <laughs> well, going to uni. What I you actually thinking?
0: wanted to go on the tools with him or become a motor mechanic because I hated school but uh, I, was, I was very good at it. I was academically, uh, you know, gifted I guess and um, so it was my dad that convinced me to go to university mm. uh, because he, he didn't see a future for me going on the tools. Right. Which was interesting because he yeah. was basing that on, on his own life experience mm. Um, didn't necessarily mean that it would have been true for me. But needless to say, you know, I've, I've taken a different path and I've ended up back, back working now with um, people like my dad and that's that's part of my motivation. Is But isn't
1: that wonderful? How wonderful for your dad to see you doing that. Yeah, yeah.
0: And I've, mm. I've actually interviewed him on the show a while back for uh, a Father's Day episode last year. True. Uh, so that was pretty funny. But um, he talks even more than I do. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so um, as far as big vision stuff is – you know, I, I just want as many um, I guess, trade-based or blue-collar um, business owners, especially, because I have a passion for business and, and mm. the opportunities that it affords us, to see that it that there is another way, that mm. it, it can be what Seems a little bit mythical as far as having the lifestyle and the the cash flow and uh, you know not working seventy hour weeks and being stressed out and broke and physically um, you know destroyed as well after a lifetime of working hard out, outside uh, is I just I just want tradies to see and mm. believe that it is possible um, and these are essential industries and services that really can't be. Um, taken away with technology like, like a lot of other
1: um, service based industries. No, no, absolutely not. So, do you, is, is a sort of fairly typical conversation for you? Is it somebody who's looking to grow a business or is it someone who's looking to exit a business or get off the tools? Where's the sort of, where's the, where's the, um, the hotspot for your work?
0: Well, I think, I think to define it um, accurately, it's It's somebody at any stage whether – and I'm having conversations with clients at the moment about um, growing you know, massive revenue and profit growth because they've got Mm. big dreams and goals uh, with other trade business owners that literally just want to create a bit more comfort. They'd like to make a little more money with a little little less time input. Um, I've got a couple of people who are looking at selling their businesses because they want to exit the industry because they've had enough of it and they want to move on to the next project. So really it comes down to Mm, somebody who – has, you know, either woken up one morning or, or looked in the mirror while they're cleaning their teeth and thought, you know what, I, I want to change something. Hmm. And it's that little that little ember of, I wonder if. Um, so they're the people that I love to work with because, yeah, of you know, they've reached that stage of, okay, I think it's time to have a look around here. You know, it's literally like they're seeing almost for the first time without putting, putting it too grandly. So... Um, yeah, the conversations are usually around uh, and they always start with so, you know, what is it that you really want mm. out of your life? Forget about business. Um, what is it that you really want out of your life, out of your family? You know, when you fast forward to uh, those last breaths, you know, the, the cliched uh, idea of looking back on your life, mm. what do you want to actually be known for and, and feel glad about? Uh, and then let's start looking at how we, we get this business to... Complement that rather than become this anchor around our neck of, oh, you know, I've got clients to deal with and quotes to do and invoices to send out. And I'm, Mm. you know, I'll have to do all that on Sunday afternoon when the kids are playing football or something. You know, it's, I mean, it just becomes a a drudgery
1: rather Mm. than what it should be, which is a a tool to actually facilitate our life. Yeah, of course. That's interesting. And that, um, I I, th- I kind of thought and hoped you'd be that would be the response you'd have, and it's not <laughs> because it's. You know, I've never really met a tradie that um, said, that's, oh, my God, if only I could find more business. You know, it's, that doesn't ever seem to be much of an issue. I mean, I'm sure it is in the early days for some. yeah. But in most cases, it's not about finding customers. It's, yeah, okay, I can do this and I can crawl under this and I can hammer that into that and I can do all that quite competently. Yep. But it's like, well, so what? It's now what? You know, now where do I, how do I, turn, as you say, turn this into something that is going to allow me to live how I want to live and, and leave whatever I want to leave behind. So I, I also imagine um, that a number of your sort of business leads might just come from the other half giving you a ring and going, Warwick, can you talk to my husband? I mean, <laughs> yeah. is there much of that happening? Yeah, in actual fact, mate, and I haven't
0: done the scientific analysis, but oh, I wow. can tell you that, um, it would be better than yeah, fifty okay. percent of the initial inquiries come from the wife or the the you know the female partner. Yeah. Okay. Um, because they've either gone searching online and they've you know they're looking for trade business help and yeah. um, you know the beautiful thing about our podcast is you know we feature very highly when you go looking for tradie business anything really um, is we will pop up. And mm. so, uh yeah, I get lots of inquiries from from wives, basically saying i 've seen your staff. this is exactly what my husband needs. Can you help us uh, And so you know often the early stages i 'm actually trying to convince the husband that uh, i 'm not going to make him feel like a like an idiot yes. um, by coming in and telling him all the things that he 's doing wrong, you know because
1: yep. as Aussie blokes we, uh, yeah, we're right. not really uh, we're not, really,
0: <laughs> yeah, no. not really comfortable with that. And you
1: probably keep the spiritual healer up your sleeve at least for the first couple of conversations.
0: <laughs> I don't wear the white muslin shirt to the no, first appointment, no. mate. Oh, that's uh,
1: great. Well, look, Warwick, thank you so much for spending your time with us, for sharing your your own personal story uh, as openly as you have done. And I think there's a lot of um, a lot of very good tips in there for anybody that's either going through that or know someone who is i think whether it be the, the nature that uh, that you went through or any other kind of upheaval i think there's so much um, to be learned from your comments there about being clear and open early um and just talking to the people that understand you and, and being clear and frank with them and uh clarifying those expectations so thank you very much for spending your time with us my absolute pleasure, Robert. And uh, thanks to the listeners for uh, for tuning in as well. well that's great. Well, look, let me just say that uh, again, support for this podcast comes from Sendle, the door-to-door parcel delivery service that's cheaper than the post office. Head to sendal.com forward slash flying solo to get free Sendal premium worth $120 a year, and you'll get that extra dollar off every parcel. So finally, Warwick, where can we go? Where's the best place, the best single place? For anybody listening to rush to now to uh, get in contact with you and find out more about you. <laughs> well, look, I uh, I wouldn't be
0: practicing what I preach if I didn't send people to my niche website, which is oh. our show site. So, if they just go to tradiesbusinessshow.com, uh, and they'll find all the information about our tradies brand, but also information about myself, and my co-host, and then you know, if they want to find out more about me, they can uh, send a request or anything via the website. Fantastic. All we'll get their
1: wife we'll to give you a ring. Yeah, okay. exactly. <laughs> All right. Warwick, thank you so much again. Thanks for joining us. Cheers, Rob.
0: And that's where we'll leave this show from Flying Solo and your host, Robert Gerrish. We'd love to receive feedback, even a brief review for those listening via iTunes. If you're planning to start a business or rejuvenate the one you're in, check out our bestseller, Flying Solo, How to Go It Alone in Business. It includes everything we know about working on your own. And of course, we invite you to dive into the resources and supportive community at flyingsolo.com.au.